0: Run to Old Navy right now to get 30 to 50% off all jeans and all sweaters for everyone in the family. Pair your favorite jeans with any of Old Navy's stylish sweaters and get 30 to 50% off from top to bottom. Every pair of jeans is on sale, including Old Navy Rockstar jeans, and so are the season's best sweaters. All jeans and all sweaters are 30 to 50% off now at Old Navy or oldnavy.com. But you better hurry. This deal won't last. Run to Old Navy. Valid 11.2 to 11.8. Lob Talk
1: Radio. Can you feel it? Make me,
2: make me, make me feel the radio. Hello,
3: hello, hello. I am so sorry out in my make-me-feel-it Whoa, You know how it always is, something always wrong. I've been fooling with my phone and this switchboard for the last 15 minutes. So, to my beautiful special guest who is on the show tonight, please, please, please forgive me whatever is going on with my uh, email line and my phone system, we're going to hope that it hold on tight for us tonight. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening to the show tonight. Please forgive me because we are starting late, but we are here with you right now. I am so glad you are here with me tonight. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacey. I am here tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. So what's going on out there in Make Me Feel It world? Call into the show. 64690630. Six four six nine two nine zero, six, three, zero. I haven't talked to you in a while, please let me know how you're doing out there. You know what, okay, first of all, I'm gonna bring my special guest on in one second, second of all, I had the most I was being a geek, like I was like the nerdiest, I know people will probably think I'm super cool, I'm super not, I'm super a geek, so. The other day, I'm driving down the street, and um, my daughter is in the car. My daughter and son are in the car, and we're driving, listening to the music. This was before it got um, cold outside, so it was a nice day. Had the windows rolled down a little bit. And the car pulls up next to us, and I'm looking, and half the time I forget that I have the sign on my car. Um. With my information on it About the show So a lot of times I think People looking at me they're not even really looking At me they're just looking at the sign on the side Of the car that says make me feel the radio And all my information So They're looking I'm not really paying no Attention and then I hear A lady say excuse me Excuse me So I look over And I'm, she's like I listen to your radio Show I'm make me feel it. Oh, my goodness. I totally geeked out. I was cheesing and waving. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. I was so pumped. Like, I really wanted to, like, get out of the car, run over to her car, and, like, give her a hug, and then get in. Like, it was so emotional for me. Like, I'm totally a geek. That's who I am. But. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people who listen to me. That means you've heard something that you must like, which is a good thing. Thank you very much. And I'm glad that I can bring to you a good talk show that you will absolutely enjoy. We are going to get all the specifics out the way, but once my special guest comes on, I don't want any interruptions. So we are going to go to a commercial break right now so we can get that out of the way. And then we'll be back with our show. Thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio.
1: Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Monday's, it's Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesday's, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesday's, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacy Lamore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows, five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn Your Relationship into a Spiritual Union with Rev. Arlene Kenneth and Rev. Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Rev. Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Rev. Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahet healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints on Fridays. It's less Talk, Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before. With Bondria Walters and Zakia Lana. a Family Healing Circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul.
3: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. This is your host, Stacy, And I'm just making sure we're still up and running. I don't need any more technical difficulties tonight. So, now, tonight's show, I have a special guest who I'm super, like, you know how you meet somebody famous, and, like, you totally, like, geek out. Like, as an adult, you know you're not supposed to do that. But, like, when you see somebody or you, you know, hear somebody on TV, listen to them on the radio, when you meet them, it's just like, oh, my God, I met somebody famous. Oh, my God, I met somebody famous. Like, everything on the inside is just like, But, like, you got to keep it, like, super cool on the outside because you can't let people know that, like, you really be jacking them. I know. But so that's how I really had to compose myself because, like, you listen to people on the radio all the time and you never get to see them or never really get to meet them. You know, you just hear them on the radio. You made like their segments, what have you. But when you – kind of meet them you hope that they turn out to be everything that you expected so my special guest today um we are acquainted through a mutual friend um who introduced us and it was like the first time I heard her voice I was like hey I know that voice and so my homegirl was like yes this is who it is and I was like super cool and once we met it was just like easy sailing so it's good when you Meet somebody that you admire from afar and you meet them in person and they turn they turn out to be as cool in person as you have made them to be in your mind, so without further ado, I will bring on my special guest for tonight. Her name is Miss Poet Well oh, hello hello, hello. <laughs> I got to give
2: you your. You're making me. Yes.
3: Like- <laughs> How are you, darling?
2: This is so awkward for me because I'm used to interviewing. So I'm humbled that ah! you see all of this in me. And that, that means oh. a lot to me. You never know who you're connecting with. And that's for everybody in every walk of life. You never know how you're going to impact somebody's day. So, oh, y'all know I'm an emotional-ass person. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You for are so welcome. And I'm happy you that the so friend welcome. I am in your head is the same outside. So thank you for having me.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I would not in a million years let this moment go by. I was like, okay, so, um, I'm really not the formal person. I don't even know how I got a radio show. I'm so not like, like if they had me on ninety two Q ninety five point five, I would totally get fired the first day. Like my, my mouth is know not that. for. <laughs> no, we're not gonna claim that. <laughs>
0: It might
2: no. not have been, but you'd be surprised at what you can accomplish when you're thrown just into the water. I, I think we forget our own strength. You're, it doesn't matter how you got the radio show. It doesn't even matter when you got your rate. When well, that's not proper English, when you started doing. Hey, we'll talk show. proper
3: English on the show.
2: <laughs> what my mother's listening, and I have to be account held accountable. <laughs> uh, you know, sorry, ma. Thank you. <laughs> what is important is that you did it, and every week you come back and you do it again. And each week is going to get better and be better. That's for everything. So if what you want is to be on a WPGC because they are awesome, Leek, or even a WJLA, thank you, Thomas, for the opportunity. Shout out to Miss Lori. Um, do it and seize it and take it. I never went to broadcasting school. I'm looking at going into it now because there's some other things that I want to learn around my current craft, but it was by the grace of people like the late, great K. Swift, happy belated birthday, Dion, Nikki, Kelson at 92Q, Conan, Reggie Reg, who helped, who taught me, Mark Clark, who taught me. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that I can do to help you feel better about the blessing you already have, which is your show, we can talk offline and I'll give you the point, the things that help me, I'm by no way, like, super knowledgeable of it all. But what I don't mm-hmm. know, I know people who can answer the question for both of us, so claim it.
3: I'm- How about it? Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for that offer. And I say that I can do anything I put my mind to. That's not by it. any fault, um, you know, I already know I got this. All I'm saying is I like the freedom of internet radio because I get to be me. I get to talk about what I want. If I'm super passionate about it, I get to cuss. I don't have to worry about offending anybody. I mean, my special guest, I would try not to ever offend. But if we're talking and you um kind of get offended and I mean what I say, then I apologize, but I meant it. So see, you can't really get away with that kind. Of, you can't really get away with that kind of stuff on regular. You know the critics are going to go wild. They'll probably be like, I don't know, you're going to have to put some restrictions on her show
2: because she's out of order. You learn it's how you evolve and you adapt. I'm able to talk mm-hmm. about all the mm-hmm. things that are important to me and that are passionate to me. I've just learned who the audience is and how to address them so they get the nuggets that I'm trying to mm-hmm. leave there anyway. I was excited. Get it. Well, Ada's is down with you because I think this is a dope. But I like podcast, the podcast that I do, the Facebook lives mm-hmm. that I do, and internet shows better because of that reason. I feel like I do get to go a little bit more in depth or share a little bit more of my viewpoint of subject matter. So I'm here for it, and I totally get your freedom. You just eventually yes, learn. Yes, yes. I, will figure out how to how serve it. it. Some people like that. I. The egg fried hard, sound like I'm sunny side up. I'll figure <laughs> out how you like it. I'll serve it to you, and you gonna take this here nugget, whether you want it or not. That's all. I everything love it. it is. I love it. <laughs> I love it.
3: So wait a minute. So now some questions. You were not. You questions? are not originally from Baltimore, correct?
2: No, I was born in Michigan <laughs> originally. How did you end um, here?
3: Why would My you journey ever come to Baltimore? <laughs> Our Super City.
2: Well, a Baltimore has crabs, <laughs> really big crabs. And <laughs> I know. I can go places and just buy crab claws. I love this city. Yes. The Ravens, the, the people. Um, I also. was born in Michigan, and okay, I, most people know. I guess most people know that I grew up in foster care. So I went into a foster home in Detroit, I mean, Michigan, I know that. and then was adopted at a very early age that started my trek to maryland because my family the family that adopted me at seven ended up bringing me to uh prince george's county so uh, i grew up off the indian head highway and then some things happened and i ended up in foster care which is how i learned the dc area went to lincoln junior high school a few other places that segued to me being moved to maryland to cool my heels because I was getting into a lot of trouble when um, I was a little younger and the judge that was in charge of my case thought that if I stayed in my surroundings I might not make it to see like my 17th birthday so they sent me to Maryland they forgot about me in Maryland somehow and then I ended up being added to the Maryland foster care system and the foster family that took me in Baltimore hi mommy and then that's how I ended up in Baltimore. Oh, right. And the longest place I've ever lived, it's where I have the most roots. So, whether Baltimore wanted to claim me or not, I claimed it as home.
3: How about it? Now, you deserve an applause for that. We're going to give you one more. Let me find out. We're going to be clapping for you guys. That applause
1: is for
2: <laughs> Oh, I navigated it. That's you all go, now. girl. You go, girl.
3: People, First of all, I did not know anything about you prior to this. Um, I kind of try to stay partial when I meet people through other people. I don't want to know anything about them. Let me kind of figure them out on my own, and then I can make a decision for myself on whether I like them or not. That's just how I roll. I really don't want um, other people's interpretation of who people are when I meet them because then you're telling me your history of that person. I want to create my own History or future, because some people you meet you just don't click with, and so it was nice meeting you, and you keep it moving. So interesting to know that you've come a long way, and kudos to you, girly, because you totally rocked it. You could have fell off wow. so many times in so many different places, but you are here and thriving and living and successful, and gotta love that.
2: I'm very uh, very appreciative of. The blessing, and I know, and I know it. So sometimes people think that I'm a little too happy or a little too everything's gonna be okay. That's not to say I don't have days where I am a bitch because it's just a day. (laughs) But Uh I'm thankful for what I went through because I live in a society where people aren't always willing to really put themselves in the other person's shoes, and I don't mean. Uh just for that moment, but just period. Mm-hmm. But just like I was mm-hmm. when I have bad days, horrible days at work. I've had bad segments and meetings with my boss. Like that's every, everybody goes through that. So when I encounter mm-hmm. people, I pull from never forgetting where I came from. Like I've been homeless and I've slept in my car before. I've ate out the trash before. Like I've just been been through some sugar, honey, ice, mm-hmm. so
1: mm-hmm.
2: when I meet people if it's not necessarily their best day, I get it because I've had not so great days. So I would say that is how that I'm able is to be the that today. That, Absolutely. That is interesting.
3: How about it? So now, how did we, we're going to jump ahead. How did you get on the radio? Like, Did you? Was it a contest? Did you try out? Was it a job interview? Um,
2: No. What happened? Like,
3: did you just know somebody that knew somebody was like, "Hey, you should need this show. Come do it." How did that happen?
2: This is one of the best stories I'm gonna ever tell my great great grandkids, yo. Like, (laughs) I live in Baltimore, and when you're a foster kid, you get there're multiple kinds of social workers you can get. Mine was very, very hell bent on me having a job and a place to live by the time I aged out the system, to make sure I was okay, and that was pr- that mm-hmm. was dope. I appreciated mm-hmm. her wanting to make sure that she was setting me up for success. In my heart of hearts, right. I always wanted to be actually on television. People told me I couldn't because I'm curvy and I had a lisp, and my teeth are not perfect. So, good lord, people can be downers. It's what I'm thinking about in that moment, but mm-hmm. it just so happens that um. 92Q was doing a want to be a QJ contest, and I said, you know what? If nothing else, I get to try it out. But when I say that, I always wanted like that to be not my end, but just something that I wanted to do in some chapters of my life. It's the truth. I used to live in some not so great parts of town, so I would be like, yeah, so mm-hmm. one day. And this is gonna be morbid, but hopefully you'll understand the story and not judge me, because I live in a judgment free zone in my mind. I was like, okay, asking, like, somebody get shot. I want to be there so I can pick up the microphone and be like, while we turn to our comrades, you're you're right. We're right now on North End, Washington, and this is what's going on. And throw it back to the people in the newsroom, and they be just staring at the monitor like, what just happened? Like, I would want <laughs> that. You know, I thought, it's kind of morbid that you're hoping a shootout happens and somebody catches a bullet right. to, like, the kneecap. But, <laughs> this, right. So you would get your 15 minutes of fame. Based on where you are. So they had a want to be a QJ contest. And um I try out and I lose. I lost the first year to the huggable, lovable, plus love, who is
3: okay still
2: dope as ever.
3: Right. And, I mean, not a bad loss. Not, I would take that. Not that yeah, I mean, so you don't really want to lose, but if I got to lose, hey, why not lose to her? You get older and you learn
2: that every moment is not your moment. And it took mm-hmm. some time mm-hmm. to learn that. Every moment mm-hmm. is not for you. I, sometimes mm-hmm. we try, we fail at it, or it's not the success we envision in our eyes, but that's not necessarily the truth. Sometimes it's not just your moment. And I was just like, oh, well, at least I got to try out. I met these cool people. I tried out with Reggie Reg. I, I was you. These are people that I was listening to and rocking out with and I couldn't wait mm-hmm. to meet. I'm in the ninety two Q studio. I'm touching the board. OMG. Kathy Hughes walked down this mm-hmm. hallway. It was that kinda idea. So I go on about my life then they announce a year later that they're doing it again. Now me and my homegirl Shika, she was I lived in Randallstown at this time. She lived in the city. And she was like, Yo, you should spend the night over my house, I'll drop you off there in the morning so you ain't gotta worry about nothing. Like, we're going to be good. She gets sick the next morning, can't take me, and I end up grabbing a cup of coffee and strolling to the radio station. Now, there are two things that are going on at this time. I wrote for the city of Baltimore, and my boss is like, don't you be late to work, yada, yada, yada. We all have been in those situations and circumstances. Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. are like, but you better not be late no Mm -hmm. more. I get to the radio station. There's a line around the corner, and I'm like, well, I can't stand in the whole line because I'm going to get – I'm not going to be at work on time. And if I get in that line, I'm going to stay and see this through. So as always, I'm like, God, your will is what needs to happen here. And I'm going to rock with it either way. I bump into um, my sister's ex-boyfriend in line. He's in line. He's like four people from the front door. And he's like, oh, what's up? We hug, yada, yada, yada like you might as well I tell him I was going to try out but the line's long. I'm not sure if I can get in line. He was like, "You can stand right here because you about to get in front of the winner. It don't matter." And it was funny because nobody complained that he was letting touch the line. <laughs> I didn't know, <think laughs> funny work. and I tried out uh, with Conan this go round and I ended up winning the want to be a QJ contest which gave me an internship what? at 92. Now, that in the is midst super part <laughs> Well, it was pretty. It was pretty dope because what I think now, I think if people don't know Grace and Favor, that was Grace and Favor getting the line. Absolutely. Nobody was people complained. people complain if favor standing mm-hmm. in line. I'm like let's do a line if you weren't standing there and you didn't come with snacks. Nope, you're How not about getting it? into the was, There was no complaints. We all sitting in line, laughing, joking. So while I had the internship, the producer of Conan show at the time. Um, injures itself, can't come to work, and my boss is like, "We'll sit in with Conan and produce his show." I was like, "Wow, okay," wasn't sure what that entailed, but I was like, "All right." Uh, Conan walked me through it like the first <laughs> couple of days, and I read some stuff online, watched some YouTube videos, connected to some of my family on Facebook. Like, look, this is the opportunity mm-hmm. I've been given. I know some of y'all go mm-hmm. to colleges, just like. Reaching to your network. I don't know what's going on. Y'all know I don't know nothing, and I don't want to F this up. That's how I got in the radio because, as we all know, that leads to me being on air in the afternoon with Conan, dropping jewels, starting that whole entertainment situation, storyline in D.C. because people were doing it but not really doing it. And then from there, I was blessed by Leake and Reggie Rouse to head over to PGC in D.C., and I've been there ever since. That is
3: totally awesome. My and a few other faces Yeah. That's, right. my, that's how I got the now, <laughs> now, that's what, what God has for you. is for you. So something shouldn't right. come, come hard. Everything shouldn't be hard. If you're always prepared, then you shouldn't have to get ready. So good job on that because, like, who'd have ever thought? That's pretty cool. So how did you like it, like, how did you choose what you were going to talk about? What were your first times on air like? Were you ex- What were you expecting, and did it meet your expectations? Did you totally think it was going to be everything that it was?
2: It was everything that I wanted it to be in Vincenzo, partly because I never saw it for myself, so to be actually doing it was overwhelming. And then... Of all the things that I'm capable of doing, it came naturally to me. I wasn't nervous about being on the microphone. Or that. right now, you're talking to millions of people. Even if I hit mm-hmm. stuff or thought that I didn't nail something, it was just this overwhelming feeling of this is so, so,
1: like, mm-hmm. so. cool.
2: Like it was, and it was that feeling of this is where I'm supposed to be. It's nothing that I think I've ever tried that I haven't been able to tackle and handle. I like to read, so I'll read and study something if I don't know it thoroughly or I don't understand it. We can have a conversation if you say something that I'm not knowledgeable of. I don't know. I'll go back and read up on mm-hmm. I like to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, mm-hmm. it was just being like, "Oh." And then when I learned, not to, it, it comes with a certain kind of power, but I wasn't concerned about that. It was the influence. Mm-hmm. Of community and things that I could change by being in this particular position that started to really speak to me. I knew people who needed resources and knew people with resources and had a medium to connect the two because they were both trying to get to each other and kept missing for whatever reason. So it was everything. Being on cool. air is just, is, even to this day, that first break, the first break of my show, I still get butterflies and I get excited when we're counting down to a segment on ABC. Like mm-hmm. its I know we did went through it. I know we got the talking points. I know we got this, but it's still that, that flutter and that excitement of thank you, God, this is, this is my day. This is my life. These are my stories. Like it's, it felt amazing. And it was everything that I thought, even down to mm-hmm. one of the first nights that, Dion let me be on air by myself overnight. I forgot to turn the microphone off. I had a whole conversation with um, um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my baby bits on the air over the commercials. And we pussing and fussing mm, mm-hmm, because we were talking about some kind of a relationship question. And um, it, was, it was just funny. I want to say either mocha or stretch. I can't say for certain. It was one of the two called me. and was like, girl, you know your microphone on? Mm, and it was
3: mm-hmm.
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So I get it. Yes, I a mistake, and I still, you know, you recovered. I turned it off and was like, oh man. And the thing that saves you is that, like, the FCC guidelines aren't as strict that time of night. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy today that you know I could have easily it could have easily gone another way and it didn't. So I think of yeah. that, it's kind of like it was funny because. You're gonna make mistakes, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. folks who are more willing to help than to hinder, because they could have heard it and be like, mm, "That's her, not me." And instead, it was like, "Girl." And even in that moment, that right. to me and not do that the rest of the show, told me about. Oh, I remember when I was on the air once. Everybody has a story you shared, and I felt encouraged mm-hmm. and not like shaky the right. rest of my show. Because like, oh, if they did it, and I look up to them, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a the hiccup. For this journey, I'm good exactly with it.
3: exactly now off totally off topic, but I gotta ask because I told you I'm a fan, and so I listen all the time. I'm gonna tell you a funny story first, and then please enlighten us on how this started, where did it come okay. from, and I'm already laughing in my mind, so. I am the cook in my house. Every Saturday and Sunday morning, I get up, I cook breakfast for the family, we eat, and we laugh and joke. One of the main staples that is an absolute must, and I don't really care what else I cook, we have to cook bacon. Every Saturday, every Sunday morning. To the fact that my daughter, when she was about three, made up a song Bacon, 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 bacon. What is it? Why y'all love bacon so much? What is it with the bacon?
2: So bacon is delicious. And (laughs) I'm just going to start there. And although people think it's just something that we say, bacon makes everything taste better. My mother's macaroni and cheese with bacon on top is to die for. Loaded potato soup, bacon on a steak, bacon around shrimp, bacon with vegetables, bacon as candy, bacon with your dessert. Like, it's just delicious. And I love it. And I'm not really sure why out of all the things I've eaten. I like things that are spicy. And from the moment I tasted bacon, it had a love affair with my mouth. And it was just, I don't Many have tried to separate us. Yes, you beef bacon and turkey bacon and Canadian bacon, but we just, no, we love each other. And I would like to take this moment to say I don't eat it, I think, half as much as people believe, because I meet people in public, and although I am a very proud size 18, I've had people tell me, Stacey, literally, damn, I thought you'd be fatter than that all the bacon you eat. So, really, I just want to. <laughs> i do not just eat bacon all day mix like stirring right. my coffee with it i do even in moderation but it is my favorite thing i think one of the best gifts i ever got was the bacon of the month club gift there's a bacon lover in your life this holiday season you will forever you know be there forever friend they send you a different <laughs> kind of bacon every month. Like, yeah. Like, I love that my sisters know that when we're going to brunch, it's always something. They got a bacon side, like you can get a side of bacon, or there's maple bacon, a jalapeno bacon, and then it's so much bacon. And then that transitions cool, well on, as I grew in radio, um, I've never liked the idea of staying. i have never of the idea.
3: conversation about bacon.
2: Yeah, we did.
3: Uh, I didn't like the
2: idea of stain. So that's where bacon bitch came from because it was like, if you are supportive of me and you're loving up for me and praying for me, whether you meet me in person or not, then you're not a fan. You're an extension of my family. So bacon bitch is something that I absolutely love and I love people. So see, it segues. See, bacon is even good for what you call your homies. Oh, bacon. Man, every year my mother gives me a bacon calendar. It has like bacon recipes and bacon facts. Like October is National Pork Month. I was just like, I'm enamored. And I can't even tell you why. It's just effing delicious, man. I, okay. It's delicious. <laughs> Think of your favorite uh-uh, food. And then ask yourself. And I like like rare steak. So, okay. which goes really good All with right.
3: bacon. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. That, yep. Good answer. Good answer. You I should have, have got a applause for
2: that, too. I love any family that loves bacon. And I yeah, she love isn't. you if you love turkey, beef, and Canadian bacon. It's just not bacon.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's again, no. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> now,
3: you know I always got a bit off topic. I had to ask about the bacon. So Now My more warming- about our special guest poet i'm so excited to talk to you and so i do do a little research you know on people before i bring them on the show if they have anything out in the internet world i always kind of try to look them up just to make the you know the interview kind of spicy you know make sure you know i'm not looking like an amateur i need to know something about you but what i will hello change that
1: to
3: you you received some awards um, that I knew nothing about.
2: Which award would this be? I'm <laughs> oh,
3: the winner of several awards. And which award might this be? Um, So there was the music sampler on a double B, WB. Oh. <laughs> and there was um, WHW Rocks or something like that. Scholars, hip-hop mm. scholars.
2: So... I'm big on edutainment. It's a word that I started using when I got into radio period. It's where education and entertainment. They get married and live happily ever after. Because I learned early on, we can do a lot of entertaining, but not educating. So the music sampler Mm -hmm. was a television show that I hosted on the WBCW. And Mm -hmm. it was to introduce people to different um, up-and-coming I don't really say emerging artists. And it was mixed with national artists dropping new songs and new music. Just wanted people to know that there's more out there than what you hear on your radio or on Pandora. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of great musicians who just sometimes need somebody to say, hey, have you heard this? So that was the music sampler. WHW Rock. Cool. everyone's favorite midday chick in her bootcakes gave me the opportunity to be her entertainment correspondent. It was the first television, scripted television show that I was a part of. We did performances and interviews, and we were live on location. Then it was awesome to be in this atmosphere with someone like April Watts, who is a woman that I had admired and looked up to, being willing to invest in me. So, now, it was just. It like it, That was so just it like, was a the moment. So Hip Hop Scholars is an initiative to use hip hop and to educate. Kids are already listening to the music, so utilizing their artists and music history and notes and knowledge to help them with all of their studies. It's a really dope project to be a part of because it's a way of uplifting kids and using something that they all want to be. That they all want to be a part of and know more about anyway, so not necessarily mm-hmm. awards those are more just programs that I've had the pleasure of working with and utilizing my talents with,
3: you know words to
2: the wise when you
3: shorthand write, in, try to write it out and not shorthand all the time because I'm I know after I said it, and no, that's not what it said. It said you reported live on multiple award winning shows, yeah or more, or- a, or multiple award shows. Yeah, I didn't say you got an award. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you live and you learn. <laughs> do I need to learn to read my own handwriting? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It happens to be the best of us. When I do my last 24 ENT report to Tony Reds every night, some nights I have to practice it because I couldn't read my own handwriting. <laughs> hey, yeah. That would have been a good idea.
3: And, still here? I didn't no, see I'm anyone here. who had, no, um, I can hear you. So I am the, um, I am the engineer to the show and the host. So sometimes I can not hear you guys, but you can hear me. And then sometimes I can hear anything. So I have to make sure that you can still hear me. Now, on my Facebook page, I always do a question of the day. And I don't do it every day, but every time something comes up for me to think about. So, question of the day. This week was when disciplining well, first of all, do you have children?
2: No, I don't. I just haven't niece and well, I have nieces and nephews that are teaching me that Parents deserve an award every day of their life.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's not easy being adulting all the time. It's not, sometimes you, you gotta pick and choose your battles wisely. It is what it is. But, okay, so do you babysit? You have a, you know, get your yeah. nieces and nephews, take them out for the day?
2: I do. We go out on dates, we hang out, they teach me the latest dances and the lingo. Deal.
3: All right, so one of the questions of the week was this week, when disciplining out in public when it's needed, do you take into consideration what it looks like to other people? What do you think? So if you had your nieces and nephews and one of them is just straight, like, out of order, totally, like, zapping out or cussing or just, like, not with the program, I had enough, I'm ready to go home, whatever the case may be, I want candy, you won't give it to me, you know how kids, I should have bought my tablet, I don't want to listen to this radio show, whatever the case may be, you out in public and one of them is just acting a donkey. Do you discipline our public and do you take into consideration what it looked like to other people?
2: I think that I think that if they're your children you have the right to discipline them as you see fit and maybe the way that I think about it does not fit everybody else's thoughts and standards. I grew up with switches and belts and being yoked up
0: in public mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. you went right out of
2: line because I needed you to know that you can't act like that, whether we're mm-hmm. in, in front of people or not. I have also I am a child that was physically abused by people in our lives. Life I have scars to this day of things that were done to me as a child. So there's a difference between discipline and child abuse, and I think because things that sometimes over sensationalize, it's blurred the two. I think that if you're mm-hmm. a parent, you should know your child and what we're seeing now is some of these young people grow are children that weren't properly disciplined. So now that they're at the age that they are, there's no responsibility or accountability and nobody can tell me anything because I've never been told I can't do that. Mm-hmm. or that's not the way you act mm-hmm. or that's not the way you should mm-hmm. Now I think mm-hmm. that if you see something that makes you not even as a parent, but as a person, feel uncomfortable. Like, no, you shouldn't be dragging your one-and-a-half-year-old talking in the out, speed up and cussing at them and calling them mm-hmm. all kinds of names. They're the a good person and they can't walk as fast as you. So if you see something mm-hmm. and it bothers you, then say something or report it. But I think that if you feel as though your child is acting up and they need to be brought back into reality, yeah. And I'm speaking as a person who got a couple taps on the butt who had more than time out, got, like, punished for doing things. The punishment Mm -hmm. fit whatever I had done at the time. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Good to know your opinion. I think I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I think I only take into consideration what other people think when – My child has done something, let's say, that is absolutely inappropriate. Like, my son lets the N-word fly, and it's so inappropriate, and I know it, but before my good father passed away in June, my father used to let the word fly. So, you know, when old people say kids pick up on it and they think it's funny. So I had to really have a sit there with my son and say to him, like, that word is inappropriate. I know pop pop used to say it all the time and we thought it was funny, but there's a time and a place for everything. Like I don't want to sp- break his spirit because I know he's a child and I don't want him to always have to be like, Oh God, if I say this, mommy going to beat me. But I have to let him know that like out in public, when you say that word, people are going to think a certain way. And I think it's inappropriate. So that's all. That's one of the reasons why I think sometimes disciplining your child, depending on what they do out in public or, you know, I might take into consideration how it may look to someone else. If they just being a spoiled brat and just not listening, oh, I'm wilding all the way out. They know I will play that, and I don't really care what you think it is, so I'm whooping ass now because I don't want the police have to whoop their ass later and they get killed. So in order to keep them in line so that they don't act like assholes when they get older, oh, I'm regulating now. That's just my two cents and my soapbox my soapbox about the, about the matter, but <laughs> not a problem. Now on to the next, you know, sometimes, you know, the kids just got to, you know, know that there's boundaries and I don't want them to grow up thinking there's no boundaries and they can kind of just do and say as they please. And that's not always the case. You need to know how to act and wherever you are. Someone else name is poet was placed on Edison's best 30 under 30 in broadcasting. And that was in 2012 and <clears throat> named the legacy of Palm Beach's black leader in, of today and tomorrow. Tell us about it. What do you, how did you get started? what did you do? Uh, I mean,
2: did you actually the get an of-
3: award? Do you have it in your house?
2: My mother has both of them at her house. Um, The 30 of the 30 is an annual award that they give out to media personalities that are in radio broadcasting that they see as potential rising talent based on whether it be your interaction on air or in the streets or whatever whatever it is that you bring to the broadcasting industry. They celebrate that. Um, The Palm Beach Award was something similar. I moved to West Palm Beach in 2012 and was the co-host of the X1023 Morning Show. And after my first year in West Palm, I was awarded that award because of my community service efforts and the work that I did with foster care youth and adults in the city of West Palm Beach, as well as um, some women's shelters and things of that nature. Like, I've not, it's not that I forget about the awards, I think. Giving back is a part of what we're supposed to do. We share our time or our space. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, while I I appreciate being being recognized, um, I told you I'm very awkward at this. I appreciate being recognized, but I want my work to speak for itself. I get it. That's a, you know, it's kind of like who is that fife? I never let a statue tell me how nice I am. Like I never want to get caught mm-hmm. up. And those being the bar of how I do mm-hmm. or what it is that I do so mm-hmm. um, well, I, appreciate it. And I appreciate doing... you are talking to me about it but we're supposed to do that it's it's what we should be doing I think
3: you're right I totally agree but you know Just because, you know, a lot of people don't do just what we're supposed to do. So when you find a person who is dedicated to doing what we're supposed to do, it's always nice to recognize them and just for someone to say, you know what, we appreciate you actually doing what you do and kind of going above and beyond because sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in our everyday lives, we kind of forget to do something nice for other people because we're so busy trying to stay afloat. So when you find people who have the time, the energy, and the resources to, you know, kind of do something extra and it helps someone else, it's always nice to, you know, show them that we appreciate the work that you do, and that's always a good thing. So congratulations on receiving it. Um, that's always a blessing. Um, always good to know that there are all good people out here in the world who, you know, don't mind helping others and, you know, kind of teaching people along the way and giving people some good positive energy. That's always a good thing. Um, and always good to keep in mind. Um, I talk to people all the time. I talk to people every day. And, um, you know, uh, there are a lot of people out here who are just going own, like what have you. Um, they never even take into consideration that you know everyone has to, um, and just showing them where you come from and what you've been through that you could be a blessing and you know blessings do come materialistically you know just meeting people that someone can share a little bit of them that'll help you along the way um, or give you some knowledge along the way is always a good thing. So we appreciate you always you know kind of going out of your way and being there for other people. That's a good thing, and we wanna make sure you have you guys have the telephone number if you wanna call in it is six four six nine two nine zero six three zero. If you are listening from your um from the internet, feel free to call in if you have any questions, comments, if you just wanna say hi, feel free to call us, press one to talk. And, again, six four six nine two nine zero six three zero.
0: 929
3: 630 Now, there is there any person that you've worked with that you absolutely like, you know, you like working with a lot of people? Is there absolutely one person that you say, oh, I can't wait to work with them again? Or that every time that you work with them, you're just like,
2: this is their person. I love them. Who is it? Oh, wow. I don't know if we have enough time for me to name so many people. I'm
3: not sure. let's Let's say the top three. I
2: don't know. I can't do a top three. I would literally have to do. A top twenty-five, maybe even a top fifty, <laughs> because it depends on in what realm we're talking. That people help me or have worked with me. Like, how could I say okay, the first have for- done a commit, yeah. but not the people who have made sure that I look good on red carpets or made sure that I get to red carpets? Like everybody, everybody plays a role in the machine. Like everybody's a moving piece. So I can't pick out any one person that I want to work with again, because <clears throat> it's been
3: oh, awesome with that. Okay. Job. So on, on the radio, just in,
2: on the radio, who would who, I want to work
3: with? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who will be your favorite special guest that you either interviewed or got to kind of ask questions or that was, you know,
2: that was like, okay, this um, person is pretty cool. Uh several. Jay Z was a good one. Michelle Obama was excuse me, Floatus. Let me give you your full title. First lady. Wait Michelle a minute Obama you actually was, got
3: to you actually got to talk to um Michelle Obama on
2: the phone? Yes, I interviewed her while Did I was I doing more, more in um in West Palm. It was when uh, President Obama was running for his second term, and there was a lot of shenanigans going on in Florida about what she needed and voting rights and things of that nature. And I had the opportunity to get on the phone with her, and we talked about voting and why it was important and helping uh, our fellows who are ex-felons who have paid their debt to society, getting them their right to vote back. Like, we talked about a multitude of things after our interview tonight, I'll definitely repost the interview for anyone who's interested in just hearing <coughs> our conversation. It was really, really dope and similar to what you explained earlier, she was as sweet and as personable as she is in my head when we have brunch together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. I <laughs> know, right? See? I know. Give How can it <laughs>
3: What? I also wouldn't us all your information. How can we listen to you? How can we get in touch with you? Give us. A day. Um.
2: Let's see. Where should I start? Well, if you're ever looking for me, you can find me on Facebook at poet Taylor. Well, I have a fan page. And I post stories and question of the days and pictures. And it's a mixture because my professional and my personal life blend. So it's a blend on there. You might see me with my mom or my sisters. You might see me hosting an event on Instagram, Snap, IG. It's just curious co. Try to make it as easy as possible to remember, J-U-S-T, C-U-R-I-O-U-S-P-O-E. And um, I'm around. Hashtag Bacon bit. <laughs> Hashtag okay. the life. Hashtag
3: Actually, one more time so we can become <laughs> your friend on Facebook.
2: What's your name Just on go Facebook? No, it's Poet Taylor. I found the Poet Taylor fan page. I have on my sister's skirt and this green tank top with purple, long purple hair. I look pretty dope. Um, like the page, and whenever I'm doing something, speaking. It's also where I invite people to post things that I can possibly help support or share. It's a place where you can come, talk freely, fellowship, and just engage.
3: All right. Now that is good to know. Is there a preference where you'd like to hang out? I'm going to pick your brain now. Now that I'm getting all of your personal business, now that we got all the um, logistics out of the way. Do you prefer to hang out in Baltimore or D.C.?
2: I prefer to hang out wherever there's a good time, good folks, preferably some good snacks, and if I'm in the mood, some good libations. I think that D.C. and Baltimore, for all the reasons that people think that they're different, we're so much alike from our music scene to our art scene to our culture. Um, it's just, it's like having I don't know. It's like my own little New York and, and, like, Vegas and L.A. all just rolled into one little region. I love the entire DMZ. Hanging out in D.C. and in Baltimore, it's like you'll find me normally somewhere where there's live music if I can find it. Um, I'm good for karaoke and trivia nights. Let's see. I don't know. This is so hard. I just kind of go wherever the okay. wind blows me and when people invite me.
3: Catch me, All right. along so me in Baltimore. In Baltimore, is there a favorite place that you like to hang out? Is there a place that is like a staple like when I was hanging out before I got married and had kids, before I turned into like an adult. I hung out from Wednesday to Sunday, and each night was a di- a different place that I had to go like every week. Is there a main staple place that like you hang out the most?
2: Um yeah, Aloha Sushi on Charles Street. They do karaoke. I love the sushi. Um it's just a good atmosphere, it's comfortable, and you always leave meeting somebody else and not in like a dating way just because everybody's so friendly. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, <laughs> believe it or not, the plum dandy at the Vita Blue Hair Art Studio is a great gathering place of all kinds of things and people. Yes, because I went
3: in there to get my son haircut and came out with my son haircut, a blazer and a jacket. Mm Mhm. Mhm. That's always a
2: good time. Yeah, like what you saw from yourself from coming to the salon is what I explained to you. Actually, happens. We fellowship. We talk. We laugh. We get serious. We debate. Some of the best conversations I ever have are in that shop, so I hang out there a lot, snacks and all, reporting and all mm-hmm. getting dressed to go somewhere mm-hmm. and all just because of the atmosphere and the environment so that's always
3: that's always a good thing. I do a segment called Barber Shop Talk, and I know every time I go to this one barber shop, it's always a good conversation, all the people there who's ready to just spark your interest with something or even if we're just cutting up and laughing. So barbershops and beauty salons tend to be out gathering places where we can kinda, you know, politic. Have a good time. Let loose, and, you know, let down your hair. So that's always a good thing. Now, I'm all in your personal business like Wendy Williams. So are we single? Are we dating? Are we in a relationship? Is it complicated? Well we don't I-
2: and complicated about my life. I'm single. I found that when I tried dating earlier this year, the rules of engagement have changed a little bit too much for me, so I'm not sure how that's going to leave me this or future cuffing seasons, but it's like (laughs) um, I was raised around older people, so I'm Mm used to doors being opened, and I've watched the courting process. Um, My parents have been together 47 years, so I watch my dad now dote on my mom and how he treats mm-hmm. her and how he talks to her. So this dating scene where you want to Netflix and chill before you even know my legal last name is just, ah, funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to put you for dates at high price restaurants, but I don't want to be house dated either. When you meet me taking a stroll and just talking to me could be a decent evening, mm-hmm. but it's like people don't want to go to extra mile. And I blame it partly on people not saying, hey, you got to do a little bit more than this. And I partly blame mm-hmm. it on those that would do the most for nothing more than a snapple apple and a piece of gum. Like, I don't know how my other single ladies feel sometimes, but I'd be like, wow, I thought when I, like, established my career and had my life in order somewhat, I'd kind of be dating a little more. But, you know, everything has a season. I we might talk in a month from now and I'll be telling you that I'm trying to juggle Dating four people, who knows? But as of right now, I'm, I'm single.
3: And so, we also have acquaintance, or I have acquaintance, Poet has because I'm kind of new to the group. So, Shanice will be on the show next Sunday, and so we will have the, the topics we're trying to make a monthly um, event. Um, About singles and about dating um, and all the woes, all the good, all the bad, all the ugly that comes with dating. So because I'm really not in that field right now, you know, I kind of still wanted to touch on that subject on the show and have people call in and kind of give, you know, their opinion on different topics that um, single people are kind of having to deal with nowadays. Um so hopefully you
2: gives me advice. I am here for that. Say I can't wait for time. her show. I can't wait for Shanita's show because she has given me quite a few dating tips that have worked and I talked to her oh, I really? talked to her about a lot of things because I'm still trying to figure it all out. That, okay.
3: I'm trying if to figure you- it all out. It's it's good to have people that you can talk to and that, you know, give you some good tips. So, what was one of the good tips? I'm being honest. So, what well, one, one was so
2: one me,
3: thing said
2: that always. One was for me to get out of my phone because I'm always doing more than a few things. I tend to walk into social settings in my phone. And if I allow it, I'll stay in my phone. So one day I was talking to her about being single and I want to go on some Friday night dates. Not that hanging out with them is not the bee's knees, but I still want to go out uh, on a date or two or three. And she was like, you know, maybe if when you're in social settings, you're social and approachable and not in your phone or fussing at an email, it might open up some doors. I tried it. And although the men that, and women who have approached me thus far, we've had some conversation. It's definitely changed how my social situations go when I go in and put my phone to the side and really fully embrace the moment that I'm in. So if you are a digital, technical nut and you're always on your phone and you're single and you're (laughs) thinking, why not me? The next time you go out, seriously, put your phone away and fall into the moment
1: Mm hmm Mm -hmm. So
2: Yes. Is
3: is marriage an option? are we we looking towards marriage? So what are the other questions today, the day? My questions today, the day so I can ask people when they on the show. Is marriage like
2: You say what? I couldn't hear you. Is this better? Yes, this is better.
3: Okay. Is marriage like every girl's dream? Does every girl dream about the fancy wedding, the white dress, the walk down the aisle, the whole hoopla, and the reception and the big thing? Oh, or is that what okay.
2: we Passing. I'm sorry. I couldn't even what hear everything. I couldn't get out. In, um, north uh, no, I live downtown on Franklin and and near it. And it's definitely loud as I I thought that I'd take a piece of the night with me. I'm in the middle of a great interview, right. and then now people are still being people.
3: Hey, you know what? That, that's what makes the interviews great. So the question is, is it every girl's dream to have a white dress, the wedding, the whole walk down the aisle, the man of her dreams, the reception and a big cake? Or is that what we've been programmed to believe that that's what every girl wants? So, like, is that, like, if you met the perfect guy, he fit, there is no perfect person, but the perfect person to fit into your lifestyle, is that an option?
2: I think, I can't every woman, but I think we all just want to be happy and someone, and have someone in our lives that is cheering us on and strengthening us and praying for us and loving up on us. I think for some that includes the white dress and the whole shebang, for me, is probably just going to be let's get married at the courthouse with a few of our friends and have this here reception at my mama's house and put the down payment down on our house. Like, mm-hmm. I think the happily ever after depends on the princess and the prince in the story. I think at the end of it all, we just want somebody who's 100 about and for us. Mm-hmm. Preferably with a relationship with God who loves bacon. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and throw my own it. <laughs> um, You know, we got to be I don't
3: specific think... on what we want.
2: We got. I learned that's the hard way. There's a difference between saying, God, send me a man and being very specific mm-hmm. about what you mm-hmm. like for him to send you. Because he sent me some men and probably sat back in his armchair chuckling while I was sitting there like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you got to listen to humor. But, yeah, honestly, I think it's up to the prince and the princess in the story about what your happily ever after looks like. I think for a while it was kind of told that this is what you want, and I think we are realizing in our own right that it's not what society says I'm supposed to have, it's what's going to make me Happy, and what's gonna be best for me. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you have to keep your own adventure with that. But I think we want what you want when you walk into the house and your kids Mm hop up on you. walk towards you, Mm -hmm. kisses, Mm -hmm. just says, "Hey, babe, how was your day?" I think we're all Mm -hmm. looking for that. So,
3: I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. What is the song that in the shower you sing? And come on the radio, you just pump and you are humming and singing to the top of your voice, and you just lose it like this is my shit. With your song
2: would be Chance the Rapper? You don't want no problems, no no problems with me. That one. Go <laughs> off Guadal- <laughs> to my Dream and Kanye Champion, which I listen to every morning at some point. I have to listen to it at once, like at one point, whether it's when. I'm getting my hair right or I'm getting dressed or I'm actually driving to work in the morning. That champion is just my get pump song. Like this is a day. You got a day to get everything right that you didn't mm-hmm. get done right yesterday or didn't get done at all or things that you want to start. So those are mine. I, yeah. That and Keith Murray, the most beautiful. Like you play those, you're going to, let me just tell you, you went for a treat if you are around. <laughs>
3: That song for me is okay. So there are two. There are two songs. First of all, Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. I don't know something mm-hmm. about
1: that. I, I,
3: that is like my Friday. Get pumped in the morning on my way to church. I mean, on my way to work. Song like I love that song. Like oh yes, you like really like. Have you listened to the words to the song? Could you just imagine this like, telling somebody like, "I'm trying to get it on." What kind of games are you playing with me? Let's get it on. So, all right,
1: that's.
2: You sounded real, real thorough in that.
3: I know I'm, you got it, and like the passion in his voice, he is, and it's like I ain't playing no games with you, girl. Know? So, but that's my one of them. The second we one see. is. Yeah, I know. Um, the Stupid Will Rings and Nightmares. I love that song. I love it. Build a Momentum. That is my song. It's the time the kids get getting to my Bible.
2: We got it. Yeah. Well, I like it. And I like that song. The Pick Me Up song. Mm hmm.
3: So do we have a time um, frame here? Are we still um, good to go, or do I need to be cognizant? Because I always want to re- be respectful of your time and make sure that I'm not running over or you didn't have anything else planned, or are you here with us, till nine? You know,
2: however you need me, However long you need me for, I am here. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, all right. That must mean you're having fun. I had an interview with somebody, and I was giving him the blues because he was not when I on the show like this is a show it's radio i expect you to come on here and like make me feel it hence the name make me feel it radio when you come on here like you got to bring a certain vibe he was not like he was a poet he didn't want to do any poetry What would you come on the show
2: for you think i'm really a poet. well
3: you know With... yeah so you know people he the nervous. Training. I was, I was, no, 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 You perform in front of people all the time. This is nothing
2: new to you. You shouldn't be nervous. I mean, I've been there. People think because my name is poet that I should break out in random poetry the minute I step into a room. Truth be told, I was given my name because I was told that I have a way with words and a way that I share words with people. Hence, poet. So I mm-hmm. it. Like, just because my name is Lyric, it don't mean I want to bust out in song, because maybe I can't. And if my name happens to be, you know, Young Hennessy, maybe no, I don't this, drink at all.
3: A <laughs> hey, poet. That I mean, I know you're trying to help him out, but he was actually a poet. <laughs> like, that wasn't his name. He was an actual poet. Like, he did live poetry. Dude, what are you doing here? So, okay, the whole point of the story was Once I asked him, was he going to stay on? He was like, yeah, you know, I really had um, planned something else. I was like, so let's cut this short right now. You have a good night. He was like, but I can't. No click. Have a good day, sir. Yeah, come on. You got to make me feel it when you come on the show. I'm not going to settle for nothing less. You know, I got to keep the people entertained. or they're going to be like, that was a dead interview. She should have did something. I'm not listening to her again. Okay. So, I love that you are gonna stay on here with us till nine o'clock and I love that you are enjoying yourself. What are the things that you hate that people ask you on interviews?
2: Um, I've not been interviewed that often and I I don't really have any bad questions. I feel like you want everybody wants to know something. I always feel like my answers aren't gonna be saucy enough or jazzy enough. Really?
1: Yeah, I
3: can't imagine you not being saucy. Like every time you open your mouth, that's what I expect to come out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's just um, and it's not to. It's not a bad thing. I just I didn't think that I was interested enough. Like when you said that you wanted to interview me, I was like, what will we talk about? I all things poet fabulousness like
3: i You know, everybody I, has their own fabulousness. Do you just need the right true. person to kind of, you know, let everybody I, else see it?
2: Uh, don't try to use your words on me. I'm watching you, lady.
3: Nah. <laughs> you know, I'm real quick with it, too. So, now, behind the scenes, who is poet? Yes. Like, what's a what is, what do you, in your downtime, when you don't have to program any shows, when you don't have to be the executive producer, when you're not out in the queue reporting or doing red carpets, or what is, like, a typical night?
2: A typical night for me is once I get off the, uh this is going to sound so Well, I'm a cool nerd, so I don't care. A typical night for me is coming home, and it depends because some nights, even though I may rap at the TV station, I may need to do some voiceover work or something, but once I'm not working anymore, I come home, try to catch up on one of my favorite shows while reading what's trending and reading news stories to see what we should be talking about on the show the next day. And then just paying attention to what's going on in society, reading the second page in front of the instead of the first, because that's where some of the bigger mm-hmm. stories are hidden.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And then mm-hmm. if I have a chance to like, TV binge, it'll be American Horror Story, Queen Sugar. I gotta say Empire, I am a fan. I have a love and hate relationship with Love and Hip Hop and Real Housewives mm-hmm. because I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so counterproductive in what it is that I'm trying yeah. to get people to do, which is yeah, yeah. show the positive. But it's good, in but t- it's but is
3: good entertainment.
2: Can you hear yeah. me? I get that, okay. but I also know that there are people that are watching that, when they hear reality television, actually take that as real reality.
3: That is like, not.
2: when is I look really at shows not. like that, Um. I'm not surprised when if you raise your to being aggressive, in my case, I'm considered an angry black woman because I haven't seen them shows that mm-hmm. people have said that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What I mean? People mm-hmm. are watching that and taking that as the narrative of who mm-hmm. young women of color we really are, are and mm-hmm. how we interact, and mm-hmm. we don't. So if there's not something showing the positive side of that, a living mm-hmm. single or mm-hmm. somebody, girlfriend, mm-hmm. something like something, if there's nothing showing the other side to that, then remember that that's what people are going to run away with. So I feel kind of guilty whenever I'm watching that.
3: I I so. agree with you 100%. I totally agree with you on that. Um, and that was about to be my next question. What is your favorite ratchet TV show? And do you even indulge? Because I'd rather, there are a million other shows that I'd rather watch, but if nothing else is on and I'm chilling and loving hip-hop, Atlanta, Hollywood, whatever, or whatever, what's the other one? Um, loving Hip-Hop and uh, Basketball Wives, if it's on, I'm going to watch only so I can have the best laugh ever because these people are utterly ridiculous to me and this can't be life. So I get it. And I know I probably should be educating my mind in those times where nothing else is on. But, hey, it is what it is. I like me a good ratchet show every now and then. It just makes me laugh, and it's good entertainment. So on to the next, Walmart or
2: Target, which one? I don't know. I don't really go to either. I mean, i go, but they're not. What am I shopping for? Ah, that's one of the Um, questions. Let's throw it out there. I don't know. So here's the funny thing about me. I don't really grocery shop. My mom's going to hate hearing this. (laughs) I (laughs) kind of bought a CVS, and it's normally when I'm going to get, like, I'm going to pick up my inhaler or something. And then I'll be like, oh, let me get a couple things from CVS while I'm in it. Like, Mm -hmm going to Walmart or Target or somewhere of that nature because i pitched a ride with my sister or something. Oh, you going? Oh, I'm a ride with you and then I'll pick up things there. I'm so I don't know. I probably uh-huh. go with maybe Target, but it's only because I like their holiday decorations better and <laughs> the wrapping paper gets Yeah, you, you are absolutely <laughs> you are absolutely right about that. I'm not the person to ask about this probably because again I do my grocery shopping out of right CVS, 7 <laughs> You might catch me in the family dollar.
3: Hey, got to go where it's convenient. There's a CVS across the street from my job, and I go over there right often to get stuff where I remember at the last minute that I need it, and I just say, oh, I'll just get it on my lunch
2: break at work tomorrow. So, oh, I fail you. Thank you. Thank you for understanding.
1: <laughs>
2: absolutely, absolutely. So, is there a preference? You like, would
3: you, uh, light skin, dark skin, dating? Is there a preference? Do uh,
2: are we colorblind? Never, or Does I've it even matter? Never. I've never had a preference on that, and I think that that is so freaking stupid. But then again. Oh, this interview is about me, so that can be my opinion. I How think about when it? You, I think when you say that you only date a dark skinned guy or a light skinned guy, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Especially in a world where you're asking people not to see the color of your skin when they're mm-hmm. making decisions. Now, I get mm-hmm. now, it, it's a tug of war because. Not everybody likes short people or tall people. And I guess y'all could come with the argument, well, what about that? It's kind of mm-hmm. like, and then I think that you might be missing out on something really, really good if that's the way you're walking into it. I don't mm-hmm. ever talk to dark-skinned men. Shit, have you seen Ralph Angel mm-hmm. of the Queen? Mm-hmm. What? How about it? Yeah. Don't, I don't like light-skinned mm-hmm. men. Well, it's up the market now, but have you seen D-Day Reds? Have you seen my homeboy mm-hmm. burn? Mm-hmm. Like, what What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are. I agree. To, like, and I get that we're attracted to the things that we're attracted to. And I say this because I used to be a person that, um, I used to call myself a fattest because I was a fat girl that didn't date mm-hmm. fat guys. And like, people used to get on me mm-hmm. about it. One person used mm-hmm. to, car to be like, how you ain't even gonna date your own kind. And I thought about it and I said, Well, outside of the physical, it is popping in Baltimore City this evening. Um outside yes, physical, I, see. I, had down, I had to sit down and ask myself, Why don't I? Like, what if you're mm-hmm. turning somebody down because there's a little bit of bit more to love upon them, but I've been the girl turned down by the guy because I'm mm-hmm, a big girl, mm-hmm, and I didn't like mm-hmm. it, and it felt like if he got to know me, yada, yada, yada. So I get people having their preference, but I think you really, really shorten your own playing mm-hmm, field when mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to only do this, or I'm going to only do that, or I'm going to only do this, or they got to be a certain height, certain weight, certain everything. Because what if God sends you somebody that's the complete opposite, but their everything that you could ask in a make. Mm-hmm. Or what if this person? You let this person pass you by because, well, he wasn't dark skin. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks in this. This is the. This is exactly what you ask for. Is this not in the bright wrapping? Like, this. so no. Mm-hmm. I don't have. I don't have that kind of a preference. I just, I don't. And maybe it's a getting older thing. When I was younger, I did have this list of he betters, and then as I got older, I realized. Mm-hmm the person because all of that physical stuff can change you can be skinny and yes. become fat you can be fat and become skinny you can't necessarily mm-hmm. be tall and become short or short and become tall but like you learn it get to know what's on the inside because that's the part that's going to be the most consistent everything else can be tweaked right will fade sweet. away
3: with time
2: well if you drink water maybe it won't fade away that quickly but yes yeah.
3: Hey, but depending on how old you get, all you're going to need is a good conversation because everything else ain't going to be working. Gravity. Yep. Takes advantage. It
2: takes control. <laughs> and leaves us where. I mean, it leaves us. So no, I get it. light I skin. I just wanted to know that you're going to be around for the good, how the bad, and the it? ugly. You're going to
3: be yep. I agree. I agree.
2: You, I was
3: gonna say do you have a preference but you married them. now, so <laughs> now, that's fun husband is everything I kinda of would not really go for before. Um, so I kinda of did not like pretty boys, um, before I got married. I kinda of was more drawn to the more um I don't wanna I don't wanna say ugly but um, they had to have certain qualities Like they had to be neat and clean They had to smell good They had to, you know, you know, take accountability for their dress I would like a, a well-dressed man um, But I wasn't really into the pretty guys That wasn't really my thing But when I met my husband He is light-skinned, curly hair And has green and gray eyes
2: Who would have thunk it? See, so, you just never know now imagine exactly. if he had this list of things and because he didn't make the checklist he walked past. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I would have lost out on someone who I really
3: appreciate having around because, you know, people once they get married, they realize I don't really like this person. Um, so I appreciate the fact that I actually like my husband. I mean, more not I. <laughs> I always like the I actually like him, and we really get along, and we make it work. So that's a good thing. And yes, had I had stuck to my guns, like no, he's too pretty, I'm not gonna be able to do it. I probably would have must out on like the best dad ever, cause he's super cool with the kids. Oh. Um. Now, more questions, cause it's an interview, and that's what, yeah. that's what we do. Who's who's the entertainer or performer or TV personality, the famous person, top three that you admire the most, or that when you were growing up you kind of was like, I like that person. was the who was the the um, poster on the wall?
2: My posters on my wall, I didn't necessarily have posters, but they were Oprah because mm-hmm. I felt like I loved how intelligent she was, but I liked that she looked like me. Before she got real, mm-hmm. real skinny, she was like thick mm-hmm. and thick, and she was anchoring like a newscast, and I had never, I had never really seen that. Someone that looked like me, body shape included, mm-hmm. like Doing something that I had been told I couldn't do because I was mm-hmm. that I was a certain kind of shape and size. That would mm-hmm. be one. My second, again, see, not posters. these are just people who've been influential to me. Justine mm-hmm. Love would be my second. When I lived in the Ionia Whipper Home, which is a girls group home in Northeast DC. She used to come to our home and show us how to cook homemade meals and would have, like, girl mm. talk with us. Okay. Um, so when we met, when I started working at WPGC, because she worked there, she was the community affairs director, Um. we got to talking, and I was like, I don't know why you seem so familiar to me, and that was why. So I looked up to her because she didn't have to come to our group home and talk to mm-hmm. us or entertain us. Mm-hmm or educate us, she had plenty of things to do with her time, but that's what she chose to do. She has her own daughter, her own family, her own life, and it was something magical about these moments we spent, a house full of women who a majority of us were not close to our mothers, not Mm -hmm. close to our fathers, who have been abused and abandoned and neglected. And here was this woman showing us some unconditional motherly love. So she's been my mom tour since. And then the third would be, even though she irks me sometimes, Trisha Taylor. My mother stresses me out, it, but I love her. She's the <laughs> only mom I've known since 15.
3: But you know what? So, that's, that's our mom's job. That's their job.
2: Yo. She is
3: mm-hmm.
2: irky. Mm-hmm.
3: No, I totally get it. My mom, I'm not going to say she is irky because she is not, but she has um, her way. When I have told her that sometimes is she very can be irky. Adam- <laughs> Yeah, my mother is very adamant about her opinion, and it does not matter what you say or think. Her opinion is the only one that counts, and you just shut up and you listen, and that's what I do. I know when to shut my mouth and just listen. And just let her, because I'm still going to do whatever it is I was or was not going to do from the beginning. But because that's mom, I just let her get it out, and I'll be respectful and I say yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And then after we get off the phone or after she leaves, I just go ahead and do whatever it was I was going
2: to do anyway. Doesn't matter. So I get it. It's, I, my mother, <laughs> she's not hearing nothing new this evening that she's spoiled because mm-hmm. we spoiled her, so she can be kind of irky. But at fifteen. She took me in, and it was like I'd never had a secure mother figure. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. as I got older, I learned exactly what she did. My mother only fostered Mm -hmm. older foster children when she realized that older foster children sometimes just sit and care. I was one of those kids. I sat in a bunch of group homes for years because people wanted the little kids, the babies, not the teens. So she made it her mission to only take teens to only take the ones who are never given the opportunity to be great. We even talked about it now. I don't know where I'd be if she wouldn't have opened up her home to me. So she became one of my people on the wall because that's what she does for everybody. My mom's been doing foster care for over 30 for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. And then she, as she gets up here in age, she, she's like, I'm going to keep doing it till I really can't do it anymore. And I love that about her, that she has enough love to give to some of mm-hmm. us that wouldn't have known it. Those were the people on my wall. Maybe with a picture like Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. I, so, I, was I, of, was I was reading Choose Your Own Adventure books. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. My, pic, my pictures on the wall were Michael Jackson, in which it was the Billie Jean Album cover. He had on all like white pants, a white shirt, he had on a yellow vest. And I put on re- my mother's red lipstick. I stuck in her room and got her red lipstick and put it on. And I kissed all over the poster. And I got so in trouble. Like my mother was like, What are you doing kissing with red lips all over the poster? What the hell is that supposed to mean? I was just like, I don't know. I'm just like in love with Michael Jackson. She was like, Oh. Yeah, so I got in trouble for that, but I love Michael Jackson. And then my other one was Oprah Winfrey. We have the same birthday, um, and like you, I admire her genius. Um, I admire that she had a vision, and no matter what, she stuck by that vision, and she saw it through with, with the failures, with the good, with the bad, with the people who talked about her and told her she couldn't do it. Um, she kind of overcame, mm-hmm. and she made it happen. So, yes, I am also an Oprah fan, and I say on my show all the time, quite a bit, that that is my inspiration. That is the person who I kind of looked up to and kind of was like, you know what, if she can do it, why not? Um, Why not tap into something that, you know, has kind of been in the back of my mind and kind of bring it forward and see what it does? Um, So that is my venture for this uh, radio show. It's not your ordinary talk show. I don't ever want it to be an ordinary talk show. I want it to be a movement. I want to say something that will get someone thinking on how to be a better them Um, and not, you know, that doesn't look the same for everybody. Everyone has their own, path in life that they have to live but I hope to inspire someone motivate someone or even to make you curious or to just think about something differently that you might have thought about before that will help you grow so personal development to me is a big deal um we have a play coming up and um, the next play is November the 9th no it's November the 19th it's on a Saturday um and I've linked up with one of a, a brilliant, a brilliant actress. Her name is Delight Taylor. And she is kind of the next, I want to say like Tyler Parry because she plays like 33 different characters. And her plays are interactive. So as she's acting out these different characters, she's actually interacting with the audience and asking questions and shooting out things about how you feel about stuff. So it could go from politics to religion um, to simple stuff like as judging each other. Um, how we should talk to each other and treat each other. Um, So I love that I always kind of align myself with people who are trying to make a difference in our society, who are trying to bring forth positive actions and show everybody in the world that just because we're from Baltimore, you know, everybody is not caught up in the whole Freddie Gray in which, you know, that's something we should be concerned about, but everyone in Baltimore is not doing bad stuff or criminals or everybody in Baltimore City is not poor. There are a lot of people in the city who are me and you who are the movers and shakers of the world. Um who are not easily influenced by the media but and we're doing awesome things and getting out in society and, you know, kinda of making a difference. So that's the premise of the show. Um, I love, 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 love that you do so much stuff for the community and that you give back. Despite of despite of the, all the many things that you do, you find time to give back, and that's pretty awesome. So I appreciate that.
2: Well, I appreciate you being supportive. I just want to take a minute to say thank you to everybody. I don't always get these opportunities um, because there is all kinds <laughs> of social media. You connect us, but you mm-hmm. don't. I feel mm-hmm. my life has been far from perfect. Even in today, things are always, like is happening to all of us. My mm-hmm. attitude has always been that I'm not going to let that be the definition or the end of me. I give back because I want, it feels good to me. It feels good to mm-hmm. me to do for someone else what Justine did for me, what my mother did for me. What Dina mm-hmm. and Shanice and Laura and Torin do mm-hmm. for me as a person, they fill me up so I can go pour into the cups of other people that are empty. And I think when we get back to a, a society that does that, that cares more about uplifting you than tearing you down, then we become mm-hmm. better across the whole playing field. I admire what you're doing, and I'm appreciative of what you're doing because I'm no Beyonce or... So I'm not going to be on TMZ to push positivity, but mm-hmm. if like-minded people such as yourself see the need and sharing what I'm trying to share and giving me a space to do so, I'm eternally grateful. So thank you for having a platform to have these kind of conversations and to talk about healing because healing starts with you. Look in the mirror, point at that person. Mm -hmm. There's some Mm self love, teaching that we can do, and just some love and respect that a person standing next to you, because contrary to popular belief, we do not roll on this earth alone. And I think Mm -hmm. if you wake up tomorrow and you step into it and you say, okay, so today, just for today, just for Monday, try it out, that you're going to Mm -hmm. engage and treat everybody the way you would want to be engaged and treated. Imagine if everybody tomorrow went out and engaged people the way they wanted to be treated from the youngest person to the oldest. If when you were getting off the ramp on 95, I didn't speed up to cut you off because I know you have to come over anyway. And if it were me, Mm -hmm. wouldn't I want somebody to just let me over? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't I want Mm -hmm. you to just let me cross the street or hold the elevator for me? Wouldn't I want Mm -hmm. you to greet me with a good morning and a smile Imagine if tomorrow everybody treated everybody they interacted with the way they wanted to be treated. We could change the world in bits and pieces.
3: You got it. So in my last 10 minutes of this segment and this radio show with you, once again, Tell people how they can connect with you on Facebook, on Twitter, on IG. How can we see what's
2: going on with Poet? Poet Taylor, fan page on Facebook. Like the page. Share whatever you got going on. I can't make everything, but I try my best to share stuff. And I don't just mean links of your album or that. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. If you're going to send me the link for your new album, send me something where you are here mentoring my young folks that attract stars. like. Right. Mm-hmm. Edutainment. Edutainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poet Taylor po mm-hmm. page. Like the page. I'm good for a follow. Uh just Curious Poe on IG, Twitter, Snap. Come through, talk, tell me something, tweet me something, at me or something. I'm here for that. I'm I'm around intangible. So reach out to me. That's what I do it for.
3: All right, so poet i'm offering the um i'm offering a an opportunity and I'm offering a request a suggestion a uh i don't even know what it was a plea if you can find it in your time. And in your schedule, I would like to do something with you, if not on a monthly basis, maybe every other month, whenever you can slide me and make me feel a radio into your schedule. And we'll have to start something, something where we can kind of reach out, um, whether it's for – I wanted I, – in my mind, among the all the million things that I'm trying to participate in, I work at um, 1515, which is the um, Druid Family Planning and Healthy Teens, um, and so I come in contact with a lot of our youth and young adults. Um, I want to have a segment on the show where we can kind of just talk to our youth and kind of have some topics and some Discussions with our youth on what's going on in their world. We kind of never listen to them and find out, you know, what they're going through, how they're feeling, you know. So I want to reach out some kind of way. We got to make it happen. So if you're interested, if not monthly, Um, Every other month kind of do a segment where we kind of gear it towards the children And um, we can find some other things to share and enlighten our kids Give them some news and some updates, things and opportunities That are um, open to them in the Baltimore and um, Washington areas Um, So I'm offering the extension or I'm extending my hand to you if you are down with it, let me know, and you know we'll be in touch with each other um, on a constant basis because now that you guys invited me into the club, you can't get rid of me. I'm stuck with y'all forever. So I'm just there's going to harass no you reason. until you say yeah.
2: There's always room at the end, and any time that I can come and assist in making sure that our young people are making healthy choices, and our old people too, because y'all be getting it in and yeah. don't be safe either. Yeah. Yeah. Um Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. only a phone call away you chat queen we sit down we break bread and let's talk about how we can make it I have a girlfriend who does this wonderful series called badger which would probably be great to get some of these young people who don't know about the proper way to take care of themselves to sit down in a safe place Mm -hmm. and have a really good conversation so I'm here for it I'll make sure that you and James connect and we set things up You know what?
3: Let me tell you, I owe James a a big apology because I had no idea who he was, and he emailed me earlier, and he was like um, he wasn't going to be able to do the show, but he was going to be able to listen. I was like, who is this guy? Why is he even emailing me? So I'm glad that you brought him up. I apologize, James. I forgot, and I might not have been in the loop. I don't really know what happened, but I thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening and being patient
2: with me earlier because
3: I was totally lost
2: yeah find him, please, yes, yes, because he makes sure that I get to everywhere I'm supposed to be. um he is the owner and founder of next level p r and what he does is he finds these diamonds in the rough, such as myself, Fred, third for face, let me get that correct, and like mm-hmm. he just knows he knows good people when he sees them, and he knows how to nurture that talent and bring out the best of it. So I love him. If he emails you, it means something. And if you find him on Facebook, you can't find me. Find him next to Mm -hmm. me or James McNeil, and he'll make sure that you are in touch with me. And I love him for being and doing that. I get busy, and I'm in that when I don't respond to emails properly or timely, when I can't get back to people, that bothers me. And it's one of the Mm -hmm. things he's helping me with. That Sometimes you just need some help. So he helps to make sure that I stay on top of all the love that y'all pour into me 'cause I don't ever want anybody to feel like, damn, I reach out there He ain't even hit me back mm-hmm. so right I'm about to go to bed I get it Cause my day starts, really. but that's but that's what he helps me to make sure that I'm good. everybody should have a jail.
3: Thank you, James. I appreciate you. And please forgive my ignorance because I was not um, in my right frame because I was totally like, "Uh, what happened? Who's he? I apologize. So, thank you, James. I appreciate it, and I'm gonna be emailing you we're gonna stay in touch and um poet, you know I know where you live, so I mean like you can't get away. I keep telling you like i'm gonna be i'm gonna try to not be the stalker up front, but I just know that I have stalking tendencies, and so like I really enjoy hanging out with y'all, not like I'm just gonna pop up like, unannounced and be like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? And y'all were all looking like, what? She's weird. But, like, yeah, I super love hanging out with y'all. It's always a good time. And so every chance that I get to hang out where I can squeeze in a little me time and hang out with the girls and have a good conversation, I'm definitely in. So – Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Poet, for being on the show. You are a blessing, and we always have a good conversation. So I knew tonight would be no different. Um, so thanks again. Thanks for enlightening us. Thanks for the education. And thanks for letting us kind of, you know, getting all up in your personal business. I
2: appreciate you. I appreciate you. And
3: we,
2: thank you, thank you, thank you.
3: And that is it for our show tonight. I want to thank everyone for listening to Make Me Feel It Radio. You are listening to your host, Stacey Ferguson. I'm your host tonight and every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. My email address to be put on the list for a weekly link, and I'm only going to email you one time with the weekly link so you don't have to worry about me sending you a 1,000 emails. It's Stacey L. Ferguson, S-T-A-C-Y, the letter L, Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, 77 at gmail.com. Send me an email and just say add me to your weekly uh, list. I'll send you an email once a week with the link for that Sunday show. And that will be that. Thank you to all my people who have been with me since day one. Thank you to all the people who tuned in today for the first time. So I hope you found something that you like in the show, and I hope you'll be tuning in every Sunday. Thank you again, Poet, for being on the show. You have been a blessing to me and the listeners. And enjoy. If I you should ever need me for anything, whether it's business or personal, holler at your girl. You know where to find me. We're here for each other. We linked up now. <laughs> yes, we will. All right. It's been real. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Paul.
2: Thank you.
0: When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard, like early 90s heavy metal art.
1: I'm yelling and screaming.
0: Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Run to Old Navy right now to get 30-50% to off all jeans and all sweaters for everyone in the family. Pair your favorite jeans with any of Old Navy's stylish sweaters and get 30-50% to off from top to bottom. Every pair of jeans is on sale, including Old Navy Rockstar jeans, and so are the season's best sweaters. All jeans and all sweaters are 30 to 50 percent off now at Old Navy or oldnavy.com. But you better hurry; this deal won't last. Run to Old Navy, valid 11:2 to 11:8.